0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast. My name happens to be Scroobius Pip, and this is episode 179 of the Distraction Pieces Podcast. And the guest this week is the wonderful Rick Edwards, handsome man. It's a great episode. You're going to enjoy this. I'm going to try and keep the intro short because I keep doing really l- long intros. But yeah, you're going to en- enjoy this. There's a lot of cool stuff that we talk about. It's a real nerd out um, moment. In the podcast, I mentioned my Distraction Pieces book, which is a book... I'd explain it. I've not explained it in a bit. It's not just outtakes from the podcast. The way we did it, we set chapters that are topics that have been discussed a lot. So, for example, there's a chapter on mental health and then there'll be a load of sec- of segments from the podcast where people are discussing mental health. There's a chapter on the creative process and there'll be a, a load of different snippets from where they've, people have discussed the creative process. And, you know, I've I've put introductions on each chapter and, and loads of extra information. There's a chapter on how to podcast and tips for starting up a podcast. I have people ask that that all the time, and there's a cool section on that in there. So, yeah, the book's worth a look, and it's available at speechdevelopmentrecords.com and you can buy it signed. We've got quite a few in stock, I think, but it's Christmas, so they, they're flying out. I'm not going to be able to stock up any more before the new year, so... If you think that could be a cool thing for Christmas, then swoop w- w- while you can. But I recommend the science-ish book that we talk about in this podcast. It's not available from com, but it's a blooming good book. So you'll hear more about that now. So let's just go straight into it. This is a Rick Edwards on episode 100. I'll be back at the end to give you some more information. If you enjoyed this podcast, other podcasters I've had, I guess, I've had Adam Buxton, uh, Richard Herring, Ian Lee Jeff Lloyd uh, loads of good people who've got called podcasts Sophie Hagen, Josie Long and Robin Ince I've had loads of good guests who've also got their own podcast that you can go off on tangents on as you will do after hearing this chat with Rick Edwards this is episode 179 enjoy this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction, this piece of Right, I'm joined today by Rick Edwards. How are you, sir? I'm
1: very well, thanks, mate. How
0: are you? I'm good. We've kind of I, I seem to, to say this every other episode now, but I think it's because it's been going for three for, for years. We've t- t- talked about sitting down and having a chat for ages now, and it's Wait, just how, not how, happened. So,
1: Whenever I bump into you. I yeah. Just, I've written... Really, I should come on your podcast bit. Yeah, we should do that, and yeah. then it
0: never happens. But I'm, I'm glad but it's happening now. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? Are you nice and busy?
1: I am. I'm, I am pretty busy, actually. And uh, I think I'm one of these classic people where when I'm busy, I complain about it. Cause it's like, I just want some time. I just need some yeah. space to just be. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as I'm not busy, I'll, I'll enjoy it for about two hours and, yeah. then I'll, and then I'll get the panic <laughs> I'll be like why aren't I busy I that's need to it. be busy it,
0: it turns out days are really long aren't they they're
1: so, they're so, so long so if you've got nothing to do you're suddenly like oh yeah. this is a lot of hours I can only stroke the cat for <laughs> half an hour at a time really <laughs> and that's his rule yeah I um, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's absolutely adamant it can't be longer than that <laughs> that's to lose Come her on. fur um <laughs> But yeah, I'd, I'd reduce days down to sort of eight hours. Yeah, there's no need. For, I mean, twenty-four. Come on, guys. It's
0: it's a lot, and then yeah, yeah, it's it's exhausting. I mean, <laughs> this is I'm jumping straight in now, but we'll go all over the place. But one of the things we're going to talk about is 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 your new book, yes, and the podcast that it kind of yes. it comes from, yeah, science ish, and yes. I love the idea of it and the concept of it all. I think it's it's fascinating for people who don't know the podcast. Um, it's you and Dr. Michael Brooks. And it's the, the s- science behind popular movies and kind of l- looking at how s- sci fi does, in a lot of ways, it leads innovation in itself because it will I- just have the ideas out of the realms and that can kind of push people in that direction.
1: I think, I mean, absolutely, it's very interesting when you speak to like the guys who work at NASA in the like the jet propulsion lab so they're the guys who are looking at how do we travel on really really fast spaceships it's quite cool yeah um and they're really open about the fact that they look to sci-fi for inspiration so they look at star trek and they're like "Mm, warp drives how are they how they say they'd work then and then they go away and and they and they work the ideas up and they get they get stuff out of it yeah, um, and then you look at so Interstellar is a really good example. So Interstellar is an in, in, incredible film in many ways. Yeah, um, and Christopher I Nolan, loved it.
0: And everyone more intelligent than me seemed to hate it. So that's uh, why it was a fascinating one. It's, it's not one I've got to on the in, they, in the book yet. Why? Why did they? Um, why did they hate just it? Just arguing over s- some of the science of it. So that's why it's an intriguing one to me of, mm. of which bits oh, aren't I'd, right and which bits. I, I
1: loved I'd it. I, I wasn't clever a like, conversation with these yeah. these people because I yeah. think the science is. Pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's some stuff that's a little bit hokey. Yeah, but it's, it has uh, to take a leap. Yeah, but you accept that. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's a film. It's not a, it's not a documentary, um, just in case you are wondering. <laughs> um, but the, so Christopher Nolan was really keen that he, he rendered the image of the black hole, gargantua, as accurately as possible. Right. And no one had, no one had really done it. Um, so he went to this guy, Kip Thorne, who's one of the most eminent kind of scientists working in, in the field of black holes. And Kip Thorne actually wrote the first draft of the script, interestingly. Wow. Um, and he said to him, okay, I want, I, I want to make this black hole look like a black hole would look. Yeah. Um, and so Kip Thorne says, no, no problem. Um, and gave all of the equations or the black hole equations to Christopher Nolan's VFX team. And the VFX team have got this, you know, incredible facility and they, they plugged all the equations in and then it produced this image of Gargantua that you see in the film, yeah. which is a really stunning image anyway. But the scientists, when they looked at it, were like, wow, because they, they, don't, have the, the, they don't have the facilities available to them to, to do that kind of image yeah, rendering. Yeah, cool. And so it was the first time they'd really seen a, a black hole yeah. as, as the equations kind of predict. Um, and they were looking at it and they were like, oh, God, it's, it's extraordinary. Um, and then they notice these little sort of disturbances, kind of on the on the fringe. They're like, oh, what are these? What are these little bits? And the VFX guys just like, "Well, we've got no idea. Like, we've just we did in, what you said. Yeah, <laughs> we've just plugged in your equations, and this is what's come out." And the and the scientists were like, "Ah, yeah, we'd never and they'd never thought about it, but yeah, these little disturbances would exist." And they went away and they wrote a paper that got published in a in a journal in a proper yeah. science journal off the back of the work that they did in, in, in the film. Absolutely. I think it's the amazing. first time that that's ever happened, that a film has given rise to a science paper. Yeah. But it's kind of... So that's like a an film, extreme...
0: A film, essentially based on a science paper, has been yeah. able to then inform yeah. the, further, the further study of that. It, that's
1: amazing. It, exactly. And that's, you know, that, that is a kind of quite extreme example. But I think yeah. what what films do, amazingly, is open up conversations are important conversations to have about sort of where we're going. Yeah. Um, because a lot of this science is just sort of rumbling away in, in the background and you don't necessarily know the details of it. But I think it's fair to say that we're all interested in, you know, the direction that artificial intelligence is taking or the so. direction that genetic engineering is taking or whether it would be possible to, you know, if we've made a, a species go extinct, whether we'd be able to bring it back or not. Yeah. Um, these are all questions that I think... We should be talking about and films, you know. So you watch a film like Ex Machina, and I defy anyone to come out of that and not be asking questions about consciousness and could a machine ever ever feel anything and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And without, if having... it's
0: okay to fancy a machine, yeah, I and, proper fancy that. And machine. the answer is yes, it is. <laughs> it is absolutely fine.
1: <laughs> um But but it's you, the thing is about films. You don't watch them thinking I'm. I'm learning something about science here, or someone is asking me to ask questions yeah. about science. They it, they just arise, but um, they so
0: happen, and and that's what's great. I, I spoke about this recently with um, a, a Will Poulter. Or, oh about, yeah, yeah, yeah. About Detroit, because yeah, the fact is there's and uh, sorry for any listeners who I repeat myself. The fact is there's a certain kind of person who's going to go and watch a documentary about the the the, the riots in Detroit, the, the the police issues, and all that. And there's also a certain amount of people who aren't, but would go and see a drama about that kind of thing. So it does open those. Again, it's not; it doesn't have to be absolutely factually accurate in sci-fi and things like that. But if it's putting those questions out there that you wouldn't normally ask, then that's that's got to be a positive thing.
1: I I think exactly that. I think that you know, in yeah, in, in terms of science, if you look at science programming, you look at what the BBC do. They do a certain type of science show for a certain type of person, yeah, really, of really well. Yeah. But you're not going to watch a show about science if you don't think you're interested in it. Yeah. Whereas you are going to go and see the new Christopher Nolan film, Yeah. for example. Completely. And so I think it's really... I, I think they're kind of an Im- invaluable tool for getting people thinking about this this stuff, and sort of by stealth. And I think it's a shame that sometimes scientists don't recognise that. And there are some scientists who yeah. kind of all rail against... You know, depictions of science and scientific advance in films because, like, well, this is not really what it's that like. you like, yeah, you're like, well, that doesn't really matter. Like, but use you, a bit of imagination, and again,
0: that's exactly. It. It's the beauty that it's often getting angry about stuff that they don't know the answer to either. If you know, what I mean, yep. the, the 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 birth of science was is often, or it's it's referred to as. As the dawn of ignorance and science the beauty of science is it was more about admitting what we don't know than what we do know and no longer having the excuse of we don't understand that therefore divinity yeah or, yeah god yeah. made it we, it's going right we don't understand that so we need to try and figure it out and that was the beauty of science coming about and being part of our consciousness but one that's the beauty of, of 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 sci-fi right of going yeah. right. we don't understand that that's probably not how it's Going to turn out, but it's interesting. Yeah, but and, and also it might do. Yeah,
1: like we yeah. just we just don't know. I think it's really there's a kind of I don't really want to say arrogance. There's a there's a there's a confidence that um, science is often uh, sort of portrayed as as having, whereby right now we think we know everything. Yeah, but like yeah, we've kind of we've got all this stuff, which is sucked. literally
0: the opposite of what it's meant Ye- to be. The yeah. point is meant to be. The yeah, of that, and, and I completely agree. You just
1: have to think about. Like, 200 years ago, people would have said the same thing. Would have no. go. do you know what? I think we've, yeah, we've sussed most of this, actually. 100%. And now we look back and go, wow, that's, none of, none of that's really right. Look and look how so little you was, we know. Yeah, and you assume that in 200 years' time, it's probably going to be quite similar. I was saying the other day, it's a bit like you kind of, that science I- investigation is you're sort of going down a corridor, and then you kind of pull back a curtain and there's an answer. And you're like, yeah. amazing. But then it's realising there's another curtain behind that. And then you pull yeah. back that curtain. You're like, oh, another answer. <laughs> Different yeah, to that yeah, one. Yeah. And there's another curtain. And it's just loads of curtains. Yeah. And we don't know we'll probably never get to a point where you just you, you finish and you go, yeah. This is the ultimate. Um and and it's kind of quite important to to remember that. Like we don't have we don't have all the answers, and that's far from it.
0: That's great, because that was one that really struck me and moved me on in the Ex Machina chapter, is the discussion about um, artificial intelligence. Is it possible for, for it to achieve a higher intelligence than mm. human intelligence? And all the discussion there was, well, we can't really see how that could work, or this or that. It's like, well, that's because we've got human intelligence Mm. right that's mm-hmm. our limit of, of, of course we can't see it. It, it, i like that this conclusion in the book is is we don't know but yeah of course we couldn't know because otherwise we would achieve intelligence higher than human intelligence that's we've got a limit
1: there and that's yeah. kind of we have a ceiling of our-
0: yeah exactly and, and it's what i liked because it's what made me uh it, it 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 summed up the power of sci-fi in that respect of Or some of the ideas that are going to be right are going to have to come from artists and people without Mm. the the limitation of logic because they're not going to be logical. A scientist can only go a very logical route and some things, as you said, we're going to have things slightly wrong or there's going to be stuff you wouldn't even consider because you're like, well, that's not possible. And then it turns out it is. Whereas a director will go hoverboards
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and go, yeah yeah definitely that sounds awesome 100% yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: on, on board with that that's that's fantastic and that is where it kind of yeah I said it, it it then informs each other with I mean start a, a track and their a communication systems and some like of that yeah. yeah preceded mobile phones really that yeah. was something that must have lent to it and made us go right well that's how we should communicate
1: the, the, there. there's documented stuff about the, the the classic flip phone yeah who, who mate, was it was it nokia or was it sony i can't remember who made it probably nokia right probably nokia they they were they were doing great business back in the day weren't They're they killing it um, absolutely where have they got poor guys <laughs> hello nokia if you're listening <laughs> hope you're okay <laughs> um but yeah their the flip phone was was based on the Star Trek communicator yeah because they just thought it looked cool yeah um and again and-
0: the, there's so much stuff that you just can't predict and 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 there's two points there I'd say with with so Nokia t- t- turned up and prior to mobile phones the phone was that thing in the corner of your room yeah w- w- when Nokia came about the biggest game in the world was snake because mm. everyone had it on their phone who was sitting there with a games console going the biggest the thing that's going to be the biggest one of these is on that thing in the corner but yeah. then equally <laughs> who was sitting there with an SLR amazing camera and going, you're not going to need these anymore so they're going to be on that thing in the corner of the room. That thing, or literally, I happen to be pointing at the yeah. phone on the floor there. No one would have predicted that, but the that biggest... That phone's not
1: even plugged in. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, exactly. actually.
0: The <laughs> biggest producer of cameras now is is Apple. Yeah. Because of, and, it, and it was Nokia for a while. They t- took over from Canon and all these others because everyone had a lens in their phone. The biggest producer of lenses became a phone company. So... It, are, it is these things that you couldn't predict. It's ridiculous to even consider you'd predict that. But... Yeah, but,
1: and and but the place you would look if you wanted those predictions is sci-fi. Like you go yeah. to a Philip K. Dick novel yeah. or novella. Yeah, he'll have some stuff in there, and you're like, oh wow, yeah. wow, um, because there's a yeah, there's a sort of creativity, and like I say, not not restricted by the kind of almost by the realms of what is possible now. Yeah, that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. And I mean, in fairness, there is a real I think, creativity within science. Because if you're working at the frontiers of science, almost by definition, you're doing something that is new, yeah. that you have to be. You have yeah, to be thinking it, right? it and, 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 you know, like, okay, what's a, di- what's a totally different approach to this problem? Yeah. And then just sitting there and trying to come up with one yeah. that no one's ever done before, which yeah. is in itself, as creative as it gets. But that isn't to say that they're the only people who can create interesting, novel, valid ideas about sort of science and where where science can go and where we as as people can go with it yeah of course
0: um uh, one of the things i enjoyed about the podcast is obviously it is you and 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 dr michael brooks but you go off to talk to specialists in the areas of, of, yeah. of what you're ad- addressing and that's kind of that's got to be key to kind of so because it's it's foolish to think that two people uh, part of the problem i think With podcasts, and I'm guilty of it, is that it'll often be uninformed people speaking on a subject for an hour. Yeah. When you could talk to someone who knows what they're talking about for ten minutes and get more, and that's what you guys do. You go into yeah, yeah. You do debate amongst yourselves, and that's valid because that's more, as we said, it's more relatable for other people who aren't scientists to have that discussion, but. You do go and talk to people who actually know what you're yeah, talking yeah, who, uh, about as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, because you've sort of got to. Otherwise, it is just two, two blokes doing that. Yeah. Someone... Um, I, did, I did a podcast, <laughs> uh, a politics podcast a, a while back with a politics professor. And he, he said this thing that really resonated with me. Because um, I was saying, okay, I'd like you to talk about this and this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I can talk about that and that and that and that and that because that, that's my area those other things i can talk about them but i don't really they're not really my field of expertise so it would just be me saying Prefixing everything with "I reckon," yeah. and if you listen out for "I reckon," it's yeah. a real—it's uh, a real indicator of someone who's about to say something they don't know anything about. And there's some TV shows like I don't know if you know what. I really like it. I go on the right stuff sometimes. Yeah, and you and the right stuff is basically a show that should be called "We Reckon." Yeah, because it's it's <laughs> like Matthew writes. He's very well informed. Yeah, and then you just have a panel of people. Who are being asked to talk about whatever the news throws up at them with no expertise. And so you can be, I'll be on there to talk about like my quiz show. And then there'll be a story in the paper about, um, you know, the the people (laughs) saying there's a link between, um, you know, autism and vaccination. And they'll just go, what do you reckon? And you just go, well, I reckon... Um, and then you just have to start... And you have to say something. Yeah, you're um, there. It's just, really, it really makes me laugh, because once, as soon as this guy had said that to me, you see it everywhere. Yeah, it's, there's so many, I reckon. It's
0: it's a weird one, because... Because, I mean, the podcast is my own thing, but I've I, personally, I've never felt I would be the right person to be a presenter and stuff like that. Therefore, I've never had that need to just go on things... To be there, if yeah, you know I mean. yeah, I'm not, yeah, not yeah, something yeah. needs to get my profile up in, yeah. in, in that way. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. And it means I've turned down Newsnight and Question Time numerous times because I've yeah. said, "Oh, we'd we'll, we'll, we'll like to come on." And my label, will be like, oh, we've, we've got a new album out. This, 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 and then I'll have the phone call with them, and they'll say, "Say, oh, what we're going to talk about?" And I'll genuinely be like, "There's got to be someone better than me to discuss that, isn't there?" Really, I don't. I can give an opinion, but again, it's exactly that. It's not going to be no of any real worth or value i'll say it in my voice yeah. which is unique to me yeah but that doesn't help other than that that's not a great <laughs> selling point surely and and even a few news podcasts recently again it's been exactly that i've been like well i just i think if you know what you're discussing in advance i think you can get someone better than yeah. someone more qualified it's different if it is oh we're just having a chat here's what's come up but if they're like here's what we're going to discuss are you up for it and i'm like well, I don't know anything about. it yeah. I mean, I'm what? sort of up for it, but yeah. I don't
1: know very much yeah. about it. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I mean, I'll definitely watch. I can, but yeah. <laughs> it I'm sounds probably, great. I'm probably better suited to watch this, because yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. But I learn think from it.
1: You are um, very rare, <laughs> and I think that yeah, awful lot of people are just going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think, I, yeah, I reckon I'll have a go at that. <laughs>
0: I've, I mean, I've discussed this the, the first person on the podcast, um, um. Politics is is also something that's been huge to you in, in, in recent years. But the first person on the podcast was uh, Russell Brand. Yeah. And one of the first things I kind of put to him was that he hadn't prepared for, for, for that initial interview he did with Paxman or whoever it was, where he kind mm, of said, mm. don't vote or whatever else. Because it's like, the, don't vote is a valid view and opinion if you've got everything, your opinions to back it up and this and that. Mm. Whereas if it's just, oh, they're all the same. It's like, well, they're not all the same because mm. the BNP are very different. They, from they'd love you to believe that, spirit, by the way. And, and things yeah. like that. So, But that was it. It was kind of... And and, and Russell himself said then, he was like, yeah, I didn't... I, I wasn't prepared for the discussion that we had. I had a rough idea of what I believe, but I wasn't prepared to nail it down. And the thing I, lo- I love about Russell is he then spent years learning that and nailing Ye- it down and knuckling yes. it down. So he did have a valid opinion of you and could defend stuff. And yeah. he could go back and say, you know what, I was wrong there. But... I'm a comedian. Yeah, you know, I'm. Try- I'm, I'm learning now, and I'm pushing in, in that direction. But again, I think that's a key thing to have that kind of yeah. Well, he preparation, he, I
1: guess. Yeah, and he has the he's got the wherewithal to see where the gaps are, and, yeah. and to see that it was necessary for him to go away and, yeah. and and do the work, or
0: to see the damage he could do or has yeah, done, and yeah. then correct that and do the work. Yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, yeah, I'm not sure again that that is. Um, that is what most people most yeah, people do but yeah, but yeah, but yeah exactly. to go back to your your point yeah we've been really lucky in that we we weren't quite sure how the sort of the scientific community would react to the podcast in all honesty because it's slightly less i think a lot of science programming tends to be quite reverential and almost al- almost erring on a side of kind of sycophantic and everything's amazing and wonderful and and the, the podcast isn't really like that it's a bit more. It's a bit chattier, and we'll have a bit of fun with it. And yeah. like, if we think of an idea is nonsense, then we'll probably say it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, and we. So we're slightly concerned that scientists would rail against that, but actually, they really like it because no, there's not really anything else out there that's doing that like that. Um, and so they, have you know, we're very lucky in that we've, you know, we have. Scientists sort of get in touch and go. Oh, if you ever want to talk about this, I'd be I'd be up for coming on, which is really it's lovely. Because um, you know you're kind of doing something right when people are saying, "Oh, I'd like to do that." I'm up for that. Um, yeah, it, is,
0: it, it, it makes it all more accessible. And again, the 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 application of science in regards to a film you like, yeah, is far more easier to understand and it's and, a good and route interesting in. than just oh, by the way. Yeah. He is this, this, this. Like, well, I don't know what that. I've got no f- a frame of reference. for
1: No. That. It, well, it's exactly the thing we have saying before. Like, you were watching to Stella, you might not think, "Oh, I'd love to have a lecture about black hole science." Yeah. 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 Because that sounds off-putting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds and, like an and re- evening. And, and difficult. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoy the book, and I like it because this is is going to as a uh, sound odd now. B- b- but when I was was first approached to do a book based on my podcast, I was kind of not that interested because it was going to be just annotating it and t- and typing it up. It's like, well, that's the podcast exists and, yeah. and listening's easier than reading.
1: Yeah. So famously. why, so why yeah. would we go that route? Yeah. It seems. Yeah.
0: It seems like we're making it it tougher. But uh, we found a way to do it that it added s- something and wasn't mm. just these annotations. We divided it into chapters on topics, so you've got numerous different sections on mental health. You've got numerous. D- different views on the music industry or or things like that and that's what I liked about this was it it, again it's another route there is a certain amount of people and not people listening here because we're on a podcast but there's a certain amount of people who don't know what what a podcast is I mean that's a big jump scientifically for them But a book like this I mean it's this is I'll, I'll, I'll 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 do the hard work now but this it's a perfect Christmas type thing, because it is, it's that kind of... Thank, thank you. It, it is, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> it, it is, it's that kind of, right, you can just, just, just pick up, and the way I've been reading it is just going through to the film's i you've yeah. jumped out and go, oh, I want to know like about that. that. And, yeah. and it is written uh, sequentially, because there's been a few bits where it's like, as we discussed in this one, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll go back to that one next yeah. <laughs> and read that. But that's a, that's a good thing. But yeah, I liked it, because it, it, it feels like, even if you've heard all of the podcast, it adds... Something It's taking a fresh uh, look at it. It's, it's breaking it down in front of you in black and white. So y- you can yeah, have some and diagrams it, and stuff like
1: that. And It's slightly easier to digest some of the concept. I know when I read science books, sometimes I'll need to read a paragraph three or four times until yeah, I've got it. Completely. Um, and it's harder to... Uh, I mean, I suppose you could do that with a, pod- with a podcast and repeatedly listen to the same bit, but it might be a bit weird. But the thing that we really noticed, actually, with the book is... And, and you'll know this... On, on a podcast, you can get away with bits where um we 're chatting, and i 'll ask Michael something, and he'll just go oh, i don't know really and then you can move on and it 's fine on a podcast can 't do that in a book no. absolutely can 't no. do it you have to you 've got to type those loose ends um, so there's just there's a lot i guess there's just a lot more kind of detail and conclusion yeah in in the book because you can't be vague in it. the amount
0: of in in the annotation and that of of the bits that are sections from my podcast are the amount of years and amazings that we just edited out because <laughs> that's not adding much but i'm very i'm genuinely excited in conversations i'm like that in real life i'm like oh that's that's awesome it's like just shut up and let the person speak so um yeah it's an interesting one and um, well i want to kind of this is again this is probably boring for you as you've discussed them on the podcast and in the book but there's a few I wanted to kind of I've been excited to talk about and I've yeah, really sure. enjoyed and Ex is a good a good place to start because one of the bits that got me in there was talking about um, artificial in- intelligence and again it, a lot of science will be pushed forward I mean you mentioned how a paper was written off the back of Interstellar and the fact yep. that they had technology that, that NASA didn't yep. necessarily have um, industry is always going to have more funding than science. Yeah, science is, is something that often is, 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 is sits on the back burner, and you can sit in a lab, mm. wherever you pen your paper and, and figure it out yourself.
1: Hope you've got some funding um, coming. Yeah,
0: but the military industry is the opposite of that. It's something. There's a lot of money, and one of the things I found interesting was the drones with mm. artificial intelligence and the kind of interest in a valid argument that they're potentially the computers are better equipped for modern warfare, so the thing was that they've got drones that could launch missiles of their own accord at the yes. moment and currently aren't using them. That's, but the the that's argument right. put there by some people is that, um, well, a chief having to make the, that decision in a split s- second can't run through as many options and the risks, the threat, and the results as a computer can. So right. it may be better equipped. And that was just a fascinating and scary yeah, scary I mean, uh, thing. Because in general, I'd be like, no, not at all. But putting it like that, it's like, well, yeah. What if if we can make someone that can make better decisions than us? Then surely warfare you, is the ultimate one to to well, make the better decisions.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's it's a real kind of ethical and moral minefield, isn't it? Mm. Um Because yeah, the, the missiles that we have and the, the British military have them at the moment. I think they're called Brimstone missiles, and they. They effectively have two modes. And the mode that we choose to use them in is called, it's called human in the loop. And it just means that it will never fire without yeah. human say-so. Yeah, But you could like flip it to... Is, are you good with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, ahead, just go gonna, um, I'm just going to yeah, no, go take this, this village out, I think. And yeah. they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go for that. <laughs> um, um, but you could have it in a mode where it just comes back and goes, I took that village out. Yeah. Yeah. Is that cool? Actually it probably wouldn't even bother asking me so I did that. Yeah. Um and and the 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 technology, yeah, absolutely exists. Um and 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 we you you know it's interesting to think about why we are choosing not to use it in its fully autonomous mode at the moment and I think it's because we just we can't quite square it off with our with With something about us, like we feel yeah. like we need to make those decisions because they're so big, having said that there are so in in the demilitarized zone between uh north and South Korea, there are entirely autonomous um sort of anti missile yeah. Um, weapons, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the the Iron Dome in uh, over over Israel is entirely autonomous. So right. to make it its own. So if it sees something, it thinks it's a missile, it takes it out. There's no yeah. human in the loop there. So they these things do ex- generally tend to be defensive. Yeah, at it the makes moment. more. It's, it's yeah. easier
0: to to, to, to to get right where you're conscious if it's stopping an attack rather e, than rather than actively it, choosing yeah. a target.
1: But I think the the interesting comparison is so in medicine artificial intelligence is being used to look at scans. So let's say yeah. you're looking for certain types of cancer, and on its own, the artificial intelligence is pretty good. But then on its own, a human doctor is also pretty good. Yeah. Together, their their success rate is statistically significantly better. Wow. So yeah. working together, so if you have an AI saying, well, I th- these are areas of interest... This could be. This could be. This could be. And then a doctor, then casting his or her eye over it and saying, "Ah, yeah, alright, that one." Mm. They will the, the, like the the success rate is is yeah. incredibly high. And so I think that that is probably the idea of keeping a human in a loop with 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 weapons yeah, as well. The yeah. idea that together, together it can do. You know, that. because there's a sort of there's a human experience um, element. Yeah. That we that we think might be difficult to to teach a computer effectively yeah, to yeah. teach an artificial intelligence because yeah, the, the doctor will have just had years and years and seen so many um, subtleties and nuance within you know spotting like cancerous cells or whatever yeah. um, that it's hard to then translate for the artificial intelligence. But really interestingly, and this was a, a, an announcement that was made last week by by DeepMind who are google's ai team who are sort of at the at the forefront of um of ai research and interestingly going back to what you're saying about there always being more money in business they they just buy everyone up so if you're if you're absolutely um killing it in the in the public sector like working at university in ai yeah the chances are DeepMind will come knocking amazing and they've got quite a lot of money (laughs) so they're the ones who
0: have made the AI that's playing numerous different kinds of games.
1: So, y- y- exactly. So they've they made this um, this machine called AlphaGo. Yeah, that's right. And Go Go is this Chinese sixteen by sixteen square um, Chinese board game. Yeah, and it's always been held up as the one that computers will struggle with because there's so much intuition so when you talk to the world's best go players they can't really tell you why they make certain moves because they go with feeling and hunch and it just and looking at the way the board is i think this is this is but they can't they can't explain it and so we'd always assume if you can't explain it then you're never going to be able to you can't teach a computer to have intuition yeah however they came up with alpha go AlphaGo played the world number one, beat him convincingly. Um, it's kind of a black box system in that it, you can't then ask AlphaGo why it's made moves. Yeah. It's just it's using apparently some form of intuition. And that's what I found
0: fascinating and yeah. scary was they couldn't
1: then. Yeah, you can't you can't say to it, "How? Why did you um, this move thirty-seven here?" <laughs> you-
0: essentially, again, I'm, 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 I'm telling you stuff from your own own book yeah. here, but it's, <laughs> it's handy for the people listening. But the the way it kind of did that was they left it to play itself a thousand times or That's, something. Yeah. So I it mean, could then it analyse millions, millions. of different rules, moves within those thousand games or whatever. And So what
1: what it's done so is it's, it's, played, it's, it's played itself millions of times, but also it's had all of the information that we have about every recorded Go game yeah. at its disposal. So you give it all of that. So yeah. effectively, you give it the human experience of playing Go. Yeah. It processes all of that, and then it plays itself... Wow. millions of times, and then it gets to a position where it can, it can beat the world's best yeah. Go players. And now human Go players are trying to learn from the way that it plays Go. The announcement that Google DeepMind made last week is that they've come up with a new AlphaGo. Um, I don't know if it's called AlphaGo 2, it might be. Um, AlphaGo. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a good name. Um, <laughs> and it has, um, it's beaten the old AlphaGo 100-0. Oh wow. Which is fairly sort of conclusive. Yeah. But what's sort of terrifying about it is that they gave it no none of the human experience information. Right. So it has net so all they did is they said, This is how you this is how you play Go. And then it has gone off and from first principles learned how to play it. And it's better yeah. than the one that did it with human experience. And that's the first time it's been a kind of closed system. Yeah. So We've always thought that the, the big advantage we have is human experience, yeah. And this is the first example where a computer that has none of that has just figured out a way to be better, yeah. Um, and it's quite, and it's one of those, it's one of, those, it's quite a subtle distinction. In, in some senses, um, and the announcement didn't get that much attention, but I read it and was like, oh God. It's a big deal doing it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. without our input. Yeah. yeah, that's it. No, no real input from us. It's, it's just gone off and done it.
0: It's, it's something that comes up a few times is the kind of the fear of the development and speed of, de- or the potential, or the limitless potential of development of AI mm. and how it could take over humans. It's, it's, it's what X-Machina kind of, yeah goes upon a point of going yeah. right I'm now above this but the th- the thing that I always kind of think on that is well that's evolution right if yeah. something comes about digital or physical or whatever else that is more equipped than humans that's then we our day
1: will come right that's that's kind of how yeah, evolution it, works it's uh absolutely and we've wiped
0: out a lot of creatures that aren't as intelligent as we well, most
1: certainly have um <laughs> and you're absolutely spot on it's it's a uh, it's an unusual form of evolution only in the sense that um it would have been created by another yeah species yeah. i.e. Yeah. us yeah. yeah but yeah that is how evolution works and there's some really interesting um in, in, in the alien chapter we talk about this so there's a guy called Seth Shostak who is the runs SETI the search for extraterrestrial intelligence and he thinks that the most that you know, obviously we've had no contact with aliens um as, as yet no sign of any life out there but we think you know just the numbers tell us that the, the probably that there is going to be life out there yeah. And he thinks the most likely life we will come across will be digital or machine yeah yeah because the, the will, he thinks there will come a point where the smartest biological entity will realize that a more efficient way of being, Oh, it will develop an, it will develop artificial intelligence, yeah, 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 yeah. and then that artificial intelligence will be will supersede the biological yeah because you know biology is quite weak, like yeah. biology is really vulnerable, um, easily destroyed. It's not, it's not the best it doesn 't last for very long, <laughs> yeah. um, whereas, you know, so you look at it and you go well it 's just too far to get across the uh, across the universe, yeah like because it just take you know literally millennia to to get anywhere interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's not quite true. It wouldn't take that long, but it would take a long time—longer yeah. than a biological entity could could last. Yeah. Whereas if you're a computer, effectively, then you that's can a, just sit and you just turn yourself off yeah. and then then wake me up and literally wake me up when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not a problem. In a million years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wake me up in a million years and <laughs> say hello.
0: It's, it's. 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 I mean that that goes on, on, on nicely. I really enjoyed um, the chapter on 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 the Martian because again it's. S- space exploration is fascinating and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's The Martian was a great film because of the again it angered s- s- some scientists but at least it used s- science
1: and ideas and stuff like that yeah in and, and I think that the, the science actually is pretty good in The yeah. Martian it's based on a book by I can't think is it called Andrew hmm, Andrew something else. that's bad I can't remember his name <laughs> anyway look it up um, yeah. it's very uh, Andrew Weir I think it's called Andrew Weir yeah. um, and the book is really well researched. Yeah, like he he he's done his homework. And there's some what one thing that we've never really been that interested in um, is doing that kind of myth busting stuff. Right. So I think yeah, yeah, if you yeah. if you go online and, and and look for a you know Google a film and then twenty science mistakes, or whatever. Yeah, there'll be plenty of that. Of course. People sort it's of a going, film. well, actually, Simon yeah, Bullock's yeah. Yeah. hair. Um, isn't moving quite right if she's in zero gravity. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of go yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't really, no, I don't care. I like, don't find yeah, that stuff interesting. Yeah, no I agree. Um, and there's a bit of that about around the Martian like you can, let like you say, you can find yeah. stuff that people say, well no um, that storm was, you know would never have been that strong and blah blah blah. But overall, the science is great in the Martian yeah, I think. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good. And very, very pertinent at the moment because we have people who are spending an enormous amount of money. You know, Elon Musk, um, uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon um, with uh, Falcon Blue, like they—we're going to Mars. Yeah. We are going yeah. to Mars. That um, because, and again, this is slightly that thing with like NASA have a certain amount of money. Yeah, Elon Musk basically has more money, and, and industry tends to do stuff more quickly. Yeah, than. Than than government organisations. That's yeah. just that's just one of the, one of the ways of the world. And you know, Musk is saying he's going to have landed something on on Mars and start to you know. I think he's saying he's going to have container vessels up on Mars by twenty twenty two or something, or twenty twenty four. Which is, I mean, that's really soon, Pip. Yeah, you, know, you think it's about that. that far that's far just really all. soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much. Um, I I don't think I. I'd imagine we'd be on Mars in my lifetime. No, I just didn't. I don't know. And yeah, because the space race had kind of kind of just settled down a bit, yeah, in a way. And now it's suddenly up again and being driven by commercial um, or, or being driven by private money. Yeah, I mean, it's hard yeah. to say whether they're commercial interests because how you how you make money out of this. And a minute, it's just incredibly costly. Yeah, completely. at some point, you know, through you know. Um, Extraterrestrial mining and and things like that. Maybe people will make money, but still, the 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 cost of flying yeah. spacecraft anywhere Isn't is gonna astronomical. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, of yeah. pun intended. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, we, we are we are going to Mars. That's that's the thing. And
0: it's fascinating. And there's there's a, a lot in that chapter that breaks down the the risks of it. The the two or three different theories and plans. And mm. Elon Musk run is far mm-hmm. more of a uh, a slow route there but but we can return go, and, go back and, and
1: forth yeah. yeah
0: and there was another one that's kind of we're we're gonna put you there. Yeah. Mars one. That's yeah, about yeah. it. We'll yeah. see you later.
1: One way one way trip. We did um it's very interesting, you kind of think who on earth is signing up for that? And we did a, a talk at a new scientist event, me and Michael. Um and we were talking about the Martian and we said uh Okay, hands up. After we'd sort of gone through a lot of the stuff we yeah. talked about in the book, hands up who would be up for going to Mars. Quite a few people put their hands up. Um, and obviously, you can sort of imagine at a New Scientist event, it's not an entirely randomised sample of people. But um, we then, <laughs> said, uh, <laughs> then said, what about if it's a one-way trip? They all kept their hands up. Yeah. I'm like, you're mad. Yeah. I like it, you know Big you're
0: mad. <laughs> I, was, I was I was, reading, and there was a lot, and I was like, mm, that doesn't sound great, but it'd be interesting. Again, nah, be a bit of a laugh. It'd be a good way to end. But then I got to the bit that said, so far no one can really see a realistic way of having any animals. I was like, no, I'm not on board. Then I don't want to live in a world with no animals. <laughs> no, like, no. Either, no. Either, either, I mean, I like to eat meat, but yeah. so either for a food point of view, but more just animals just having yeah. animals about and it was fascinating again we speak of that but the fact that kfc have yeah. spent and funded a lot of, t- of of money in trying to
1: grow space chickens sp-
0: grow space chickens and the issue is w- w- without gravity the egg doesn't sit in the right place and therefore yeah yeah the, 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 and all the, these the
1: things need to be in contact with the with the shell yeah um and in, in zero gravity you don't have that yeah. um, and then in you know if you're doing it on Mars itself obviously you have gravity but it's much yeah. uh, it's much weaker so you you have all sorts of uh, all sorts of problems I think most of them are probably surmountable problems would mm-hmm. be my would be my guess um, but there's some quite cavalier attitudes out there as well yeah. like we know that there's a lot of radiation in 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 interstellar space and also out in the solar system. Cosmic radiation. Yeah. We know that radiation isn't very good for us. Um, and I mean as far as I can tell, Elon Musk has basically just said, I think it'll be fine. He doesn't give a fuck, No, he he's about just the like, I like, think yeah. it I think it'll I think it's within okay limits. Yeah. Like yeah. I want you to be really sure about that actually, yeah. Elon, before I pop up there.
0: <laughs> I mean he, he's clearly a supervillain. Well, I mean, if he that's, isn't, that's it'd be a surprise. About, he's a billionaire scientist called yeah. Elon Musk. That's not a normal name. That's
1: straight from D- a DC comic, yeah, isn't it? Exactly yeah, exactly. They're so, um, all just sort of like Tony Stark. Yeah, they are. They're all just a load of Tony Starks, <laughs> I and, think.
0: And and I like that about them. Um, I do. My, and my brother was, was discussing some Elon Musk Stuff the other day, and he gets annoyed with a lot of how people just get caught up in innovation and science just because it's fashionable. And he was was pointing out the big innovations that Elon Musk is doing in in, in cars is for them to be gr- greener and energy efficient and electric yeah. and all this kind of thing, and also the kind of s- s- self parking and self dr- driving. Yeah, all those things. Um, I hadn't thought of it until my brother pointed out. He's like, he's inventing buses. He's inventing public transport. That's what that's what that is. We want a way of getting somewhere that's greener, that we don't have to drive. It's like that's that's getting on a bus. You can do that now. Yeah, but we want it to be our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our own little one. It's like that's not innovation there. The 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 big solution to save the planet that's going to cost billions and billions. Like if we all just got rid of our cars and got on public transport, that had, had solved. Yeah, I mean, that's I chic. think that's, that's true. Yeah, I think it's that, not as, it's not, it, it doesn't look as nice. No, no, it's, sh- it's, it's not, not as shiny where you're like,
1: just guys, get on the 134. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, <laughs> I, I suppose the thing about it is that it, it depends, it depends where that technology ends up. Because if you end up in a situation where we all have our own driverless car, yeah, it's that's a madness. Yeah. If you end up in a situation where it's all quite fluid, and there is sort of car sharing, and there is just these driverless cars that go around, that are, yeah. I mean, who they're going to be owned by is a, quite a big question. Yeah. But that we don't own because that's one that's one yeah. path that could go down, where you yeah. just don't own. Like we look back in fifty years' time, you are like, what? So you used to own your own car. Yeah, you are mad. Um, mad. And so, and, and so it's all and almost like, yeah, you are sharing these these utilities yeah that's quite a good way yeah but i don't know how you necessarily guarantee that we go down that route rather than the route of everyone just has a another uh, granted a more ecologically sound yeah um
0: but again device but still as we've touched upon numerous times that's also a very a financially beneficial route because we're all getting these new yeah, crazy yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. cars with crazy expensive batteries yeah. and so yeah, on and yeah. so forth. So yeah. that's the route it will go, because that's the yeah. more the more I just
1: I'm literally Big Business uh, way at, at the moment. And I was trying to work out and i it's 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 difficult. I'm getting rid of my old car to get an electric car. I'm at the ex- exact um, ex- ex-
0: same point, weirdly.
1: I've really been wrestling with whether that is the right thing to do, and I sort of think it, it I think it's the best thing to do at the moment. Yeah. But I don't. It doesn't feel like a long-term solution. It just. I, I. I. I sort of. I'm slightly concerned. I'm just doing it to salve my own conscience. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm just thinking, good. I've done a bit. I've got an electric car. I'm all uh, right.
0: Uh, but then a bit of that's c- c- quite nice in itself. I. I. I had, yeah. and again it, it it lends to all of this. I had um Dale Vince of Ecotricity on the podcast a while ago. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And he was someone who was m- making all this this green energy as a charity type thing as soon as you turned it into a business it went th- through the roof and it skyrocketed because again there's far more yeah. there's you advance quicker in that but i i tr- i transferred all my electricity over to Ecotricity, because it's all green yeah and again it's that thing i was i'm speaking to my dad about it and he was like i looked and it was a few quid more expensive a week or whatever and i was like yeah but i now don't in my mind get any bills I make a charitable donation each month because yeah. all of eco electricity's payments at the moment go to building more green energy yeah. that would in theory gradually bring your your ele- the, your prices down and things like, yeah, that. So that, that, like that. Yeah, I don't have that annoyance of oh for fuck's sake I'm paying I'm paying oh the the gas bills in. It's like ah, oh, it's cool. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of it's it, okay. it relieves that. It's I'm a building nice a
1: turbine. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm building another turbine. It's gradually. Uh, Going to get like it feels to me like the difference between buying a property and renting a property, yeah. In that it uh, when you're renting, you're just th- throwing away money every month, whereas with the green energy, it feels like, yeah, I'm still throwing the same amount away, but it's building up but somewhere. buildings going there's into something's something. happening, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. an improvement, but yeah,
1: it's a it's it's sort of um, there's a really good site that I'm trying to now think what it's called. People, you, you you'd really you'd really like these guys so um they they run a thing called represent.me which is a site it's kind of like an evolution of direct democracy really where they just get people to sign up and you just go on and you say what you and you have a whole host of categories and questions and you just say what you think about them and then you come up with this kind of map of like where you stand on stuff and then and then you have mps in theory you have mps on there and they can look and see what their constituents are thinking and feeling about stuff and it's just a way of you know, harnessing technology to further, you know, people in power's understanding of what people, their 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 constituents in, in most cases, yeah. are thinking. Yeah. It's great. Um and it's totally free. They fund it by they've got a tiny little website which is called like something like renewed. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. I don't know if there's a ah uh, this is really annoying. I can't remember the name of it. It's a site where you just go on and incredibly, and, and in like two minutes, you type in your postcode and it changes you over to all, so all of your power and, and utilities uh, to renewables. Yeah, and it does, and it's so easy. It's fantastic. And and each time that you switch, the energy company gives the the, the website like tw- twenty quid. Yeah. And that's how they run, represent. I mean, they like, this is perfect. What a yeah, what a great amazing. model this is. And, uh, and that's th-
0: th- that was something I found fascinating uh, when s- switching over to renewable energy. Was I thought, oh, oh so is someone going to have to come round and install some stuff or do this? It's like it's the same energy grid, mate. Stuff. I felt like a fucking idiot. like when he literally said, it's the same energy grid, it's just it's It just like comes when- from us rather than from some big evil factory that's on the on yeah, the horizon. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, all yeah. right, okay. But it Thanks, also, um,
1: yeah, it's like when you get your um, your, your broadband changed. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I have to drill another hole. We're like, no, are you an idiot? Yes.
0: Which does make you go, this is the biggest scam ever. Yeah. You're all just going, oh, we're just turning a button yeah. and now you can have more. It's like, you pricks. It is, it's my issue. And uh, when this goes out, it might have already happened. I'm not sure. But um, a Black Friday is the one day of the year I close my web store mm. because I find Black Friday offensive because if someone's saying that, that they can sell this to me for 70% off it means they've been ripping me the fuck off for a whole year yeah and I look, so, so last week you were telling me it cost that really you can do it for 20 quid yeah you fucking pricks
1: so yeah, yeah in it infuriates it's me it's really extraordinary <laughs> it's extraordinary that we just accept that yeah well, I mean to be honest even just when stuff goes on sale yeah it's the same thing yeah. because I know. I mean, in ferry, unless it's a sort of you know like lost leaders, which are a yeah. different sort of beast, but you're still making some money, yeah. When you're yeah. when you're the, flogging it with fifty percent off. Oh, there's a
0: book, a book that I've read. I can't think of his name now. It's, I think it's it, it was by Hume, and it's it's one of the most frustrating books because it was a, a theory that this guy put forward for a way that we should run our economies before we went. With capitalism or yeah. whatever else, and it's painful because because we could never go to it now because of how we're all programmed. But mm. his 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 approach was simply that everything has a set price. So lamps are ten pounds, for example. Yeah. that's how much l- a lamps cost. Yeah. Therefore, you don't have this competition of yeah shit ones, good ones, bad ones, all this. It's kind of uh, and for example, like a a, a plumber. A kitchen costs X amount per square metre. Yeah. And that that means everyone charges the same. Therefore, if you're really good, then you'll be busy all the time. If yeah. you're not not very good, that, then you might not be as busy all the time. But there's no kind of, oh, I'll do it cheaper. And it's this, this competition of poor yeah, yeah. quality. And equally with...
1: Yeah, there's no and, race to the
0: bottom. With lamps, as an example, they will all be of a good quality. Otherwise, your business will stop because all lamps cost £10. Therefore, if you're selling one that's noticeably shitter than all the others, it won't exist. So that theory put forward that we would always have, we'd have zero wastage because there wouldn't be this kind of, well, we'll get tons of melons in because it's cheaper to get a load. A load are going to rot, but we can sell what's left at a lower price because we've we've bought them so cheap. Mm. It'd remove all of that because Mm. everything would have a set price. And... We wouldn't be... And again, it's it's something that my my brother's a big fan of, and it's why he hates that some people in my family I love a good deal. And again, he's yeah. like, no, the point should be that deals shouldn't exist. We should just... Things should have a value, and we pay that for them. And it's such a hard concept to, to yeah, get into yeah. now, because we're so used to, oh, ten 10% off. Yeah. And That's
1: we're, good. It's we're, like, well, no, no, there consumers. shouldn't be. It's, yeah, completely.
0: And we want yeah. that little bit extra, that Ravenous. little bit free. It's like, well... No, if we just pay for what we want and then we get it, that should be a fine interaction. It shouldn't have yeah. to be this competition of. of I guess the,
1: the, the problem, the problem, I suppose, is almost like aspiration, isn't it? Like yeah, people. But that's what people. That's what like, was interesting because the argument there was still that if you're good,
0: you'll be b- b- busier. Do you know what I mean? So of, although you'll learn the same, yeah, you'll again the the plumbers. The, the example he gave in the in the chapter I was reading, you will be working all year round and you'll earn tons of money. And if you're not that good, then you'll be working half the year and not earn yeah. so much. But there is still that aspiration to be, but but, but the aspiration becomes to be really good at something rather yeah, than to make a, loads of money, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. a better way of having it. Yeah, and then
1: the, the sort of corollary of being really good is you will have more money, and so yeah. that's 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 a yeah. good thing. But I suppose I mean within within our kind of consumerist mindset, you we want things that are slightly better, not completely. not just that are out of our reach. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of look and go. So with lamps, yeah. you might you might have a little <laughs> look at a, a lamp in John Lewis and go, "Ooh, four hundred quid for a lamp, yeah. but that is a nice lamp." Yeah. One day, one yeah. day, maybe I'll be able to have that lamp, and yeah. then I really feel like I've and and know, yeah, those kind of well, it's like. Status symbols.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I guess that if you if everything was basically the same. Yeah. Or the same the same price. But that's you, it. I think you'd
0: essentially still have those status symbols in that Again, a, a whole lot less people would be able to afford a car. Yeah. Because cars would just be at this price. And you yeah. couldn't get to that. You couldn't have yeah. this on finance and all this other shit. It's like yeah. no, when you're at that 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 level you get that. So it'd be more when you're making a, shit hot lamps, rather than a nice <laughs> yeah. lamp, it'll be a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be able to afford a lamp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day we'll be able to see in the evenings. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it was certainly a fascinating one that I was like, I could any problem I could see in it only existed because of the route we went instead. Yeah, if, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, if that is it, it's, it's why it was a frustrating book rather than an eye-opening book, it was like. Oh yeah, shit! It, it doesn't. If we'd gone that way, we could have. That would have been great. But now we're all money hungry, and we all want stuff we can't have, and we want a bigger TV, and we want this because that person has got it. It's like we could just be like, "Well, here's yeah. You get what you pay for. It's value. It's good. Everything's of a high standard."
1: You sort of wonder whether there are places in the world still where society is run a bit like that, like where where consumerism hasn't hasn't yeah, reached. Yeah. Because I wonder if, if, are, if it's If there are, it's almost, not going to last, man, because n- it's just no, spreading because it out everywhere. Get, and then you wonder, is it just depressingly inevitable somehow that we tend towards that?
0: You look at the, the the enemy countries or whatever as the ones who, like North Korea or, whatever, who, or China, who control certain areas of the media and stuff like that to not let Americanisms in and all that kind of thing. It's like, that's seen as bad to us. That And it is bad. They do some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. shit I'm not defending that but as a as an actual thing that we see that as bad, it's like, well no, that's not necessarily bad because there's a lot that's wrong with the way we do live mm. our lives and the way America lives their lives and the way the societies that we've built so an element of protecting yourselves from that is a good thing not to the extent that they go where you yeah, you have to yeah. Have a picture up and all this kind of thing of the of your fearless leader and all this but there are there are elements where you go well they've got a right to say I don't want us to turn out like that, so we're going to try and stop that. Yeah, you know, it sounds like I'm a dictator now. But, no, uh... <laughs>
1: no, no. I know. I know what you mean. It's kind of. It's. It's very easy to look at isolationism and protectionism as being necessarily bad yeah. and backward. Yeah. But if the thing that you're resisting is yeah. no good, yeah, then it makes sense that doesn't mean that the way that they are choosing to do things is the right way. Completely. But just saying that you don't have to just accept, you don't just have to accept globalism.
0: Uh, 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 One of my favourite points that uh, Russell Graham made was when he was talking about different ideas of how we could could, could run a government and people are picking holes in it. Yeah. And his point was, that's fine, but it'd be fine if what we had now was perfect. If we're starting from perfect, sure, if you look at that and go, that couldn't work because this, this, this. It's like, all right, yeah. but the one we've got doesn't work. Yeah. So maybe there is some some scope and going, well, yeah, this isn't a perfect idea, but let's try it out and see what we can iron out and see what we can make work. And it's just, it's just a similar thing. Are, are we sit here in the West going, look at the way they're doing things. It's like, I mean, look at the way we're doing things, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah we're not yeah. We're, we're not necessarily in a place to be completely... A, a judgmental. No, points.
1: no, no we're not sitting here in our kind of perfect society no. going, do you know what we have got? We've got it all no, figured out. No, we've got no problems here, yeah, have we? Exactly. Everything's going so nicely. Well, <laughs> I mean
0: we're we coming up, up to an hour but I wanna there's a few things I wanted to get in before we wrap up yeah, and one was having done or doing a podcast like this, does it give you extra excitement in the cinema of like a new film comes out you're like oh shit that's going to be a good one to do because like uh, this year has been a hell of a year for sci-fi with uh, Valerian which I thought was a decent film but I thought the sci-fi in it was amazing it did some stuff that I've never even conceived and then you've obviously got Blade Runner and Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that Uh, yeah some really cool science stuff that instantly as soon as I was getting into these I was like I want to hear you talk about the stuff in in Valerian where they have a dimensional goggles which is kind of like of of VR but you put the dimensional goggles on and gloves and within this room for example you're then seeing and it your hands are in the different dimension and you can see in it but you're not actually in it but it's within the same
1: sphere and space it was
0: just amazing things like I was like yeah we've seen these which, concepts which this, is
1: and and also this stuff again is sort of coming from stuff that we that we think might be true so yeah. one of the the biggest questions in in physics is um, how do you... So we've got two really good theories. We've got general relativity from good old Einstein, which describes everything that works on a massive scale. Yeah. And then we've got quantum theory and quantum mechanics, which describes everything that happens on a tiny, tiny, tiny scale. Yeah. We cannot get the two of those to, to work together. Right, We can't come up with a unified theory. The best that we have... There's, there's a few options. The best that we have at the moment is called string theory... String theory says that everything is kind of like little vibrating strings of energy, one dimensional, and which is sort of the kind of thing you say that you go, What does that mean? It's impossible to explain. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I suspect no one really knows what that means. Yeah, you just have yeah. to sort of accept it. It sort of comes yeah. from the mass. But one of the things that comes out is for string theory to hold, there has, there has to be 11 dimensions. Right. Um, and we obviously have four. We've got our three space dimensions and time, although space and time are all kind of similar. And then that means there's another seven. And we yeah. don't know where they are. But we think that they have to exist if string theory holds. Yeah. So the idea that at some point we would be able to access those seven dimensions yeah. by putting on some goggles you kind of go, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We have absolutely it no idea how we might be able to do it. But there is there. Is, you know, yeah. it's, when you talk about other dimensions, and in Stellar, the, the aliens live in the fifth dimension. Yeah. Fine. Like, we think that these dimensions exist. We have no idea what they're like, where they are. How to get into them? No way to conceive them. No way to exactly because
0: again, if we're looking at time and space as these things,
1: they're not things that you
0: can go grab with your hands or look at. They're they're concepts in themselves, essentially. Yeah,
1: and and we exist within our four. Yeah, and that and that that's that's what we're limited to at the moment. But it is, you know, theoretically possible if those dimensions exist that at some point we will be able to access. them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. Now, watching films, like Arrival, and people will always yeah. tell me as well. Like, as soon as a film comes you out, yeah, people yeah, are, yeah. like, texting me and tweeting me, like, it, yeah. you've got to do this, you've got to do this. Um, uh, yeah, Arrival was a really big one, and we're going to do it next, in the next um, run of, of yeah. podcasts, actually, sort of alien language and stuff. Um, Blade Runner, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of... Unavoidable. I mean, but, yeah. Uh, and extraordinary I, I, yeah. I loved it I mean it's very long isn't it but, I thought it was um, great
0: I've I i, I I've annoyed some of my friends because I did think it was great but I wasn't as blown away by them and people get really frustrated about that yeah, I, like, I, yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah. was really good I genuinely th- 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 thought it was really good but it didn't quite have me on that oh, look at this This Oh no actually the look at this it did have me because visually it's absolutely amazing but, yeah, it's I did feel it was quite long I'm a fan of of long films I'm not against long films but I felt yeah I don't know it's
1: yeah I, I think I, I saw it after a lot of people I knew had seen it and were yeah. raving about it and it's always difficult watching a film in 100%. that circumstance because you kind of go in thinking this is gonna be and then you're like this is yeah. really good yeah I wouldn't necessarily have been evangelising yeah, 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 the yeah. way that yeah. everyone else seems to be but I did I mean I, I did I thought it was amazing and the science is is very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's fascinating. Um, um, one
0: of the things I enjoyed on, I think, I think it was when I was listening to the podcast rather than in the book. Was um I'm I'm a massive, a comic book nerd. I was I was annoyed that 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 Michael clearly isn't as you kind of nudge towards it and you yeah, were yeah 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 I was, yeah, I was yeah, looking yeah. forward to more nerding yeah. out and it yeah, felt like yeah. you were on the edge of it. I I, and, I love I, that I wasn't stuff. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um But I was just I was I was walking along to um a table read thing for. A, I think uh, that's the most pointless bits of information yeah. there. Um, but,
1: but I was Tell me, enjoying about this walk. I was, I, I,
0: I was enjoying your complete, or both of your complete confusion and inability to comprehend. I mean, that I couldn't even. It was the invisibility thing. Yeah, and it was the 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 prism idea that 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 kind of switches time and space. So it gives invisibility for. A tiny fraction yeah. of a second, but it's it's actually almost it's slowing down what you see or something. It was it was I couldn't get my head around it at all, but it, it was fascinating to listen to. Yeah, to two other people also not understand go, it. Yeah. So basically, this, 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 and then go back to both of you, one of whom is a doctor. Go, yeah. So what?
1: what did he mean? Then? Yeah.
0: Like, know, obviously, obviously, when you're talking to the scientist, going, "Oh, right, I see." <laughs> yeah,
1: and then when you're back, you because
0: like, you have to, yeah. What was that? It was so tight. You're, you're switching. Time and space, or you're switching which one is in front, or something. So it's kind of block it, blocking, and I was like, "Wow, I don't."
1: It's uh, yeah, it's it's sort of. It's also one of those things where I suspect there are no practical applications of what the guy was talking about. There are some interesting stuff. Oh, that's that, what's exciting
0: on on that yeah. front because even that it was like this 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 tiny, smaller than a nanosecond of it, but. They're already speeding it up and getting a little yeah. bit better on that. And is, yeah, is that yeah, kind yeah. of like right? That's exciting. Then the the in many ways having the concept is, or that's, that's what science is. Having the the theory is is yeah. the key part. Then the there's, practical is, is is a separate.
1: There's a classic sort of scientist trope, which is scientists will come up with a uh, a theory or a bit of maths and go, "We think that this is possible." Yeah. And then people will go, oh, amazing. So how will, we, how will we do it? And scientists will go, well, that's an engineering problem. Yeah. And, they yeah. All and it's really good. It's just like they just wipe their hands a bit. They're yeah. just like, listen, we've done our work. Yeah. Now just go away and, you know... No, I know we haven't got a material thin enough, but go and develop one. (laughs) Saying it's possible. I love it. Just to to get to to have the
0: theories. Oh, I don't have to prove it. I I prove it on paper. Yeah. Look,
1: I have proved it. Yeah. No, I won't do it in a lab. Yeah, No,
0: no. Did you not see page 34? I have proved it. Oh, so we can go to, so we can be invisible.
1: Yes. Yes. If you can solve the engineering problem. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's funny. They do a they're, they're doing some quite fun stuff with invisibility at the moment with these things called metamaterials um, that change the path of light. And the idea is that in exactly the way that you would, so in a in a in a stream, say you you, you put a rock in, in in the stream, and the water just parts and, and goes around it. And yeah. then a little bit upstream, you would never know that a rock had been there because the the water's just yep' coalesced and it's. So yep. there's, no, there's no evidence of it, and what metamaterials are trying to do is bend light in the same way. So you bend around the object and then you come right, back together. Yeah. So uh, and they've they've had and sort that's of one of the li- ones the, limited that you talked success. about. I, yeah, I, I think, think right? was that
0: the one with the cat? Because I would saying, literally, if you're looking at at the moment, you have to be in one specific point, and then it works. But
1: yeah, it's it's one specific point, but more than that, they can only do it in a minute with that single wavelength of light. Right, so what that will mean is that you'll still be able to see the thing, but it'll be a really weird color <laughs> so it's almost the opposite of invisibility It's like how can I make myself really stand out well, i'm bright pink <laughs> if you stand it. at that point <laughs> yeah, but they're, you know they they're kind of they're they're playing around with it i I think that currently it looks it looks like invisibility is going to be quite difficult yeah um but there's you know that's just that's just current thinking that's what's exciting about it like just because at the moment we can't figure something out yeah or we've come to a come to an impasse yeah doesn't mean that in two years time or in two weeks time someone might go oh hang on we haven't really thought about this have it we this, and yeah. then
0: and i like it i mean there was a few a few different things that i'm i was basically listening and reading hoping that a lot of writers and directors are listening and reading? Because there's a lot of bits of science you mentioned. I was like, they could make a great film out of that. Yeah. They could go yeah. s- somewhere yeah. r- 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 really interesting with that. And it's kind of,
1: yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, I don't know, but I, th- I suspect that people like Christopher Nolan that they keep an eye on yeah. science.
0: And that's it. He's definitely one that has yeah. said there's been a few different ones that it seems to... And yeah, because
1: in Inception. Yeah. You know, we, we did a podcast about Inception. It might have been the first one we ever did, actually. Really fascinating. And and kind of, I mean, probably a bit flawed, but a, a, an amazing film and an amazing uh, attempt to tackle a really complicated kind of yeah. little understood scientific and, area. And
0: broke it down in a way yeah. that was pretty much...
1: Comprehensible, yeah.
0: You know what I mean, it was that kind of you had to. So hang on, they're in that tree, and then that. That's, but it, yeah. it made it understandable enough. and that yeah. was, was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll wrap things up now as 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 people are appearing in in them. So I think we're getting to our oh, limit. Yeah, but okay. um, just to tease people in the book, are you cover the Martian, a Jurassic Park, Interstellar, p- Planet of the Apes, Back to the Future? I don't know. I missed missed That I'm going to be reading that. Get on that bit. 28 days later, The Matrix, Gattaca, X Machina, and Alien, and in the podcast, as you said, you've covered Inception and um, a a comic book, Minority Report. report. Yeah, yeah, that was one that again blew my mind because I was stunned that that they are getting to a point where computers can predict a certain amount of crime and a certain amount of of things like that, and big, big
1: problems with uh, inherent. Biases, I think, with that that yeah. stuff. That's the big challenge that we have currently. Is that is it we're accusing giving... a lot of black people? Basically, yes. <laughs> it's basically is, it, it.
0: is the computer racist? Yeah. In which case, it's not a big difference from the system we've got now. No, it's, so, it's like for like, <laughs> it's yeah, <kind> of, yeah. <laughs> it could still be an improvement. Sadly, but yeah. I said that like that was a fascinating one, and yeah, obviously, a lot of people, everyone listening now, is a podcast fans, so I recommend the podcast, but also the book as a little Christmas. A Christmas book, along with, with the Distraction o Pieces podcast book, which oh, is also great for Christmas. But of course, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for, uh, very much for chatting. I said, there's tons that we could have, have gone into, but I love that we're kind of giving uh, our people stuff to go off and, and look at and research themselves now. Just go and have a chat. Lovely. It's all interesting
1: stuff. Thanks very much Thanks, for uh, having me on, Pip. Finally. At last. It was worth it. <laughs>
2: You've been listening to Scooby's
0: Kick's Discrushed Pieces. Right, there we go. How much... Uh, I mean, I don't generally... we. I try not to do podcasts that are trying to sell anything in particular, but I, I had been reading that book and I was nerding out on it, and I know that this podcast serves as a brilliant advert for it, but that, the the reason for that is, God, it was great. I was loving it, It's so, It's so. and I wanted to talk about it all, and nerd out on it, and f- f- find out more information. So yeah, ch- check that out, Science-ish, um, it's worth a look, and I'll see you all n- n- next week for... I've not decided yet, it might be my films of the year, or it might be the vinyl special. Either way, it'll be a lovely time, and I'd love to have you along. All right. So come on down next week to the Distraction Pieces podcast. You can find us on iTunes where you can give us a five star review and leave a little comment saying, oh, I liked it, but then he did another accent that was so rubbish. It was just unconvincing and it ruined it a bit for me. I'm still going to give it five stars because, you know, it's still a great podcast, but I need to leave a comment just saying that that accent were rubbish. It's also available on Acast, where you can have links on that. So there would have been links to the science podcast and the Scienceish book, and probably the Distraction Pieces podcast book, no less. So check that out. Uh, lovely time. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in. Have a lovely week. We're getting close to Christmas, aren't we? Don't get too caught up in all the mayhem, but enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. It's a lovely time. I love a bit of Christmas, me. People get angry about Christmas, like, oh, it's commercial, it's this, it's that. So what? You don't have to do that if you're not into that. Just enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it for the nice food and nice atmosphere and people being a bit nicer to each other. I like it. I think it's a lovely time. I'm not religious. I don't care. I like putting on Christmas jumpers and eating camembert with bread. I wouldn't, that isn't how they'd say camembert, is it? Baked camembert? bit camembert with bread? With bread? Baked camembert with bread? This is killing people at the moment, I know it is. Um, so yeah, and then eating, eating lovely Christmas food. I love a, a chocolate Yule log. I love one, I love them. A chocolate Yule log, are you kidding me? Bloody lovely. Oh, I can't get enough. Chocolate Yule log. You can start eating them as soon as it's December. You don't have to hold off for Christmas, i tell you. Don't be silly. Just get your teeth into a chocolate yule log. If you got a beard, get it in your beard. Get it in your blooming beard. There's probably something from Harry's Razors to uh, to clean it out your beard. To make it not smell a chocolate yule log. What else do I like at Christmas? I like all the little party food. I like the party food they do. I like going to Marks and Spencers. But also, everyone thinks, oh, go Marks and Spencers. That's going to be best stuff. Get some stuff from Marks and Spencers. But don't be a snob and write off Iceland or Tesco or Morrison's or Sainsbury. You know, there's loads of good ones. Asda. Don't write off Asda. There's loads of good ones. Go and have a look at what party food they do too. To have a little mixture. Sometimes the cheap crap's the best bloody stuff. So go and have a little mixture. Have loads of... Just eat party food all through December. Every day's a party if you do that. You don't have to do the bit where there's all the people there and that. The rubbish bit of the party. You can just do the food bit, the good bit. That's going to be good. Party food. Chocolate Yule Logs. Just enjoy Christmas-like. I went scouse then, and I hadn't been very, i hadn't really been scouse. I'd been more like you, like I don't know, like more a broad Yorkshire accent. But now I've got a bit more scouse-like. So, fucking Christmas, you, you know, it's it's the time that is it's nice when it's cold. Oh, I'm losing it completely. That was a hell of an end to the podcast, wasn't it, guys? Thank you for tuning in. If you've not been put off forever, I'll see you next week. Ta-ta!